record on the audio. <laughs> it's not. It's not like we've done this forty times, shot. I know. You know? I know. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like I don't. I swear, oh God, I don't hit any buttons differently. I don't know why sometimes it wants to just add a little quagmire into the routine. Yeah. But yeah. Here we are. We have reached on the episode. Um, <laughs> listeners, I know you can't tell, uh, but the technical parts of this uh, podcast is always up in the air until <laughs> right before we start. Like, we just trying our best here. We're just two people that are pretty funny, like talking to each other. But computers, I don't know. I'm just trying. I'm Googling right up until I hit record every week. Let me also just, um, I feel like now would be a, a good time to mention that Gastor has taken it upon himself to do all of the production uh, work because it's probably cheaper. So, it is. <laughs> so he, while knowing he says nothing about computers, he knows plenty about computers because uh, I wouldn't, this definitely, I would be sending like cassette tapes to you via carrier pigeon. Yo, it real up talk. To me. That will be a fire ass podcast, though. <laughs> <laughs> Gas Lord Soleil will record on a Tash Cam 424. Let's get it. <laughs> New episodes every six months. We'll right. Go back and forth from recording. Exactly. You know? <laughs> get your reel to reel machines together. I got my deck, got my twinch. <laughs> Let's go. <laughs> I'm ready. Got the razor blade for the edits. I, you know what? Uh, a coworker um, uh, was telling me that her young son has recently gotten into cassette tapes, and she was just like, "Can you believe it?" And I'm like, "Yes, I can." And she said that um, <laughs> he likes, uh, you know, just kind of listening to them and reading up on cassette tapes in general, and just kind of he already liked taking things apart. And I was like, "Oh, has he started splicing yet?" And she said, "What?" And I said, "Oh, yeah, you can." Uh, you know, take the actual tape and then like splice it with a little razor and then you can put a little piece of scotch tape on it and then it'll bleed into, you know, it'll play it. And all, I'm like, yeah, that's kind of how like early sampling was done, you know, yeah, sound yeah. collages, all this kind of stuff. And she's like, no, I didn't know about that, but that sounds like something he'd love. And a week later she was like, we looked it up on YouTube. There were clips. We bought new cassettes. He's been doing it for a full week. He loves it. <laughs> Look what you started. That's what's yeah. up. Yeah, no, that's good. That's good. I think that's excellent. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I think it's important that people touch stuff. Yeah. I think there's a different level of learning that happens when you see the thing. Uh, yeah, I, 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 actually, I went to audio engineering school right out of high school. Mm -hmm. So, like, I remember, like, editing, editing tape like physically like messing with the tape and i was the opposite at that point because i was it was me and a bunch of like 30 year olds that like i <laughs> they wanted to like restart their dream right and make it and i was like you know the proactive young kid so they all looked out for me in most ways it was a dope group mm -hmm. but like i definitely remember like regularly asking in class like yo you know there's computers that do this uh now and they were like now nah, you should learn how to do this uh with your hands so like i learned how to like uh, solder my own like audio cables oh that's great yeah it was dope i don't remember how to do them all but like i know i could learn quickly again yeah um, it's muscle that's muscle memory you could figure that out yeah maybe it was legit dope yeah <laughs> but i mean I, I think that's correct in that you probably should uh learn how to do it physically before you 
let a computer take over because um, as we just saw, uh, mm-hmm. computers are going to do what they feel like doing. That's it. Like real talk, like uh, the first version of this episode, we only got like five minutes in. Mm-hmm. I feel like what I was saying was fine, but it was like tiptoeing problematic. And like my <laughs> computer was like, nah. <laughs> we got to cut the tape right here, B. Let's, let's make sure this dude don't ruin <laughs> his career. Yeah. <laughs> like, like, hold on, hold on. Let's get, let's cut the tape here. Start this over. He don't know what he was saying. And uh, here we are. You know, fresh tape. Nobody you know. We good. <laughs> That's, That's what we so need. Funny. Computers that save us from cancel culture. That's what I'm talking about. You know. <laughs> so I, I appreciate you, uh, my my homemade computer and uh, uh, ZenCaster and Streamlabs and whatever else decided to shut down. Okay, uh, this is what I wanted to ask you. You said that basically you restarted your computer and everything is now uh, yeah. working okay. Um, and what I asked was, how long has it been since you've restarted your computer? Yeah, it's been it's been weeks. I I, uh, I leave the computer on sleep mode most of the time, mm-hmm. and I turn it off. Uh, I would say on the like if I'm like really busy maybe like every two to three weeks and then like on a normal like if i'm if i'm trying to be nice to it mm-hmm. like once a week but like <laughs> I, I let it rock like my computer's on okay all right yeah is that like i don't know if that's good or bad i just know like i need it a lot like i'm constantly <laughs> like yo i gotta get something done so i come downstairs right um i know when uh when it was getting built like I built my real, like my second computer. I didn't build this one, but like okay. I had my friends build it, and like I told them, I was like, "Yo, listen, um, I like editing my own audio and video, but I don't know how to do those things well. Mm-hmm. So it takes me longer than it should, as is. Mm-hmm. Uh, so they like uh, they put a bunch of extra fans in it so that it stays cool, and That's I keep nice. the room relatively cool, uh, despite the sweat that uh, people see on the videos." <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I gotta cut off the fan when I'm talking, otherwise that shows up. But the rest of the time, the room is like you know well cooled. So um, I do that, and then I open it up uh, once a week, and like I do the, I do the, what do you call that? The little the, the there's like a the dust, air, yeah, yeah the, the compressed air. Uh huh. Yeah. Yeah, I do that because uh, my first computer when I went to make an installation on it when I was like 13. Mm-hmm. Um, I bought it when I was like 12 and I found like a spider had like grown in it, made like a web mm-hmm. and he just made a whole crib out of my laziness. So I was like, oh, never again. Right. So yeah, I do all that. So I think I do good maintenance in that regard. Mm-hmm. But yeah, like I feel like the startup time, I don't want to waste time with that. Like I'm here to work, you know, mm-hmm. when I go downstairs. So you got to be on B. Like that's, that's, that's part of the job. I'd rather buy a new computer every like three to four years mm-hmm. and like run it to the ground. Okay. Of, like having it go like six years. Cause I turned it off, you know, once a day and let it chill. You well, know, I like mean, you the- could, you could just restart it uh, outside of, you know, instead of just like turning it off completely and let, although I guess if it is running hot, I don't know. I haven't had a, a desktop in a while. Uh, laptop gang. Uh, I am now, yes. Um, but that's because I was, well, I was moving when when I was preparing to move to New York. Um, I was like, well, I guess I won't need this 
desktop. You know, I don't know right. where I'm going to be. And I feel like it's a little harder if I'm walking around carrying a tower with me everywhere, <laughs> you know, a tower and a monitor and two speakers and all this shit. Like, so uh, I haven't, but all the ones that I have had have been ones that I've had friends uh, build for me. Okay. Um, which means that I know exactly when uh, the power uh, thing on the inside, I forget yeah. it was at the power station. Okay. I, I know within seconds when that's about to go bad. And I know roughly how long I have before it's about to crash. Okay. When oh, so it's it's like uh like you got like that knees when it rains thing before your yes, computer. Exactly. Yeah, I'm like, oh that no, is this dope. is this is for sure about to when it starts to sound like it's shifting a gear, yeah. you're done. You're done. You can get another <laughs> power station, you know, if you want to do that and put it together that way, but trust me, you've got about two to three months if it oh. already if at some point it's like it just sounds like it's shifted a gear and you haven't really done anything you haven't opened up anything that would really make it have to grind right right you know and it just sounds like it's shifted a gear you're it's just say goodbye start <laughs> go on and get your external just start moving things over you know what i mean just start running in there with an empty suitcase Throwing shit in there <laughs> is time to do that because the house is on fire. It happens, you know. Yeah. They 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 have their due date. If you look in my room, like, and I I look like a real like retro dude. Um, like I got my room, like my office here. I have uh the three last towers I I used. Yep. Mm-hmm. So I got those three here. I mm-hmm. got um four unused pimp cups which we talked about yes right and then i got a bunch of uh like audio related stuff like mixers uh i got video cameras for like recording sets Mm -hmm. and then i got uh 16 uh 12 by 12 squares of vinyl okay so i got like an old like record collection here from when Mm -hmm. i used to do like hip-hop stuff Uh uh-huh okay so like on Wait, the you left, only have 16 records? No, no, I got 16 12 by 12 uh boxes full of records. Oh, boxes full of got you. Yeah. Okay. So it's it's like the the IKEA war unit. Yeah. Like yeah, that. yeah. I got that all gotcha. vinyl across. All so right. Okay, that makes like sense. Because I was yeah. really like, how much DJing were you doing with 16 <laughs> records? Yo, real talk. No, no bullshit. There was a there was a flood at one of my dad's buildings when I was in college, mm-hmm. and I lost like ninety percent of my shit. Mm-hmm. Um, there was a time I had like maybe fourteen thousand records. I believe it. It was crazy. Like it was out of hand. Like I've I've known so many DJs, so many DJs that I mean were like true DJs, like with vinyl and all that kind of stuff, yeah. and and they have lost and gained their collections four or five times over yeah yo. you know what i mean uh so yeah i totally could see how you would lose most of it and then still have entirely too many records as it is yeah that was the shit because i was i was just on a date gabby so like she was like i was telling her like yeah i lost all them records and she's looking, I'm like, she's like, you got like 5,000 in your room. Easy. Like, I don't understand what the, the, the you know, why these tears. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> and, the, <laughs> and the shit is like, you know, like now, thankfully, there's like a, 
of vinyl, like, you know, audiophile culture. So people have gained a new appreciation for the sound of it. Mm-hmm. But like, this was like right when like MP3s was at their peak. Mm-hmm. You know, so to her, she's like, you got all that shit on your computer. Like, why are we like even crying? It's no space. Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. hard to uh, it's hard to explain. And it's just like, I mean, you just listen to music however it comes to you. Right. But it's not necessarily like that. And um, at the time that everything was making the shift over to MP3s, I was still uh, I still like had a a foot in like record stores and all yeah. that kind of stuff and um vinyl vinyl has seen a lot of multiple upticks like right, every right. time every time someone gets in the vinyl they're like it's a vinyl resurgence and i'm like yeah but there have been no joke like over the past 30 years there have been probably 10 vinyl resurgences like it right. happens it happens like every three <laughs> to four years suddenly it's like oh vinyl so at the time that everyone was making the switch to mp3s a bunch of people were like well this sounds horrible mm-hmm. uh, but I'm not going to go back to CDs. I'm going to take it back to vinyl. So that was a big one. Um, yeah, it's always something. It's always something with that. I'm with it. Yeah. I'm, I'm, uh, my, I'm secretly like hoping to one day, like become like mad lib or some, like just on the low <laughs> releasing these weird, <laughs> like audio recordings under like, a. Uh, 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 another like alias that y'all mm. know about. Watch, you're gonna see a whole bunch of like, re- and then like, I'm gonna do shows at these like, uh, like bougie cafes playing my <laughs> records, whole different audience, and like randomly, like someone's gonna get dragged on a date there one day, and they're gonna come up to me and be like, Yeah, ain't you gas? So I'm on to the comedian. I'm like, Not here, here, I'm somebody <laughs> else, you know. <laughs> I got a lot of fantasies. Yeah, you do. There, I mean, with conversations and everything, you've got (laughs) full on, fully realized fantasies. It'll be great, you know. People going like, "Oh, who is this dude?" You know, Mm -hmm. it's going to be me, just but like serious, playing records, concentrating. I might wear a cape, (laughs) you know. Okay, well, I don't see you doing any of that until your kids are firmly away in college. There's no way because you'll be having to come up with comedy and you're going to have to be in the lab coming up with music. Gabby will not allow this. There's no way. It's fair. She will kick the door in and go, man, if you don't come up here, there's no way. I'm actually secretly hoping that they're like, that's that's like, that's how my kids figure out that I do that. Like, I want them to be out, like, with their college friends. And, like, they'll be like, yo, you got to hear this dude. He's changing the game, music. You know, he, he playing records uh-huh. through, like, weird, like, you know, speakers that he stole from Honda Civics. <laughs> you know, it changes the audio, you know, <laughs> revolutionary shit. And they show up, and it's just dead, you know? Well, then I- they, they need to hear it before they see you perform it because you know as you know uh family is in no way impressed with anything you do never nah never yeah, they really so they not. will have to hear it and have no idea at you in order to be impressed because the minute they see you they're gonna go oh this music is trash right that's why i'm hoping their friends tell them about it like nah he's killing it we gotta come out there it won't, like but 15 once they, yeah they have to play it for them and and then they can go, okay, this is great. Because the minute they find out it's you, they will hate it again. So, 
Yeah. You know, I mean, families just, they're never impressed with yeah. what you do. Only, only relatives that are impressed with like stuff I've accomplished mm-hmm. are all the people that want jobs that don't exist yet. You know, like <laughs> <laughs> I had a, <laughs> like, I got like an uncle that's like, yo man, you're doing great things out there. You know, uh, if you want, if you need help marketing, I'm like marketing, like, I put out like one project every like two years, my G. Like <laughs> we ain't at that place. He's like, yeah, yeah, I'm ready. You want you need a marketing agent? Oh like, yeah, no. Mm-mm. I'm like, nah, B. You, you don't even know the words that like go in that title. For the job <laughs> yeah, <doing."> I'm <laughs> not. Know? I don't think I'm gonna give a job to anyone in my family who offers their services. <laughs> no, no, not at all. Not at all. My sister. She doesn't even offer her services. She's just like, when you gonna when we gonna make this money? I'm like, wait a minute. <laughs> when are we? Who is we? We. She's like, I'm so tired. I'm so tired of working. When you gonna? When you making it big? None of these jokes. <laughs> <laughs> so jokes on her. She's gonna be my assistant. She talking this we shit. I got your we. When are we gonna get back on the scheduling? That's that's the we. You in charge of booking the hotels, (laughs) right? And flights that you will not be in, right? Yeah, go on. Email me those itineraries from your house. (laughs) (laughs) Oh man, let's get into the news. Okay. Uh, first article is actually yours this week, right? We got. Oh, uh, is it the one? Oh, yes, yes. Yeah, kick this off, shot. Kick this off. Okay. Um, hold on. There are so many pop ups on this uh particular. (laughs) article that was um that was sent to me um let's see an elderly male sex doll has been created by sex robot company real doll first off i didn't know we were calling them a sex robot company uh i thought they just you know made dolls um you gotta own it sometimes you know that the headline says i grandpa ha 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 world's first elderly elderly all caps Sex robot with quote wrinkles and silver hair end quote created by Real Doll, um, and they're not wrong. Um, <laughs> according to Sex Tech Guide, the wrinkly model was built specifically for a client. Real Doll captioned its Instagram post: "Okay, we get daddy issues, but this might be a whole new level." Ha ha. Um, the company's <laughs> flagship sex doll is the artificially intelligent Harmony doll. It's also working on a male sex robot called Henry. Um, The company has been working on a bionic penis for Henry that will be able to become erect. This means, um, but this means that the elderly sex robot already in the works will be unlikely to come with a bionic penis. What, which one does, you know what I mean? Um, so this is like a couple of things. I mean, mostly it's talking, it it seems to be talking a lot about how real world is really working on this bionic sex doll penis, um, that will become erect, but it's also talking about someone wanted an old, uh, elderly male sex doll. Um, but I just wanted to make sure I mentioned this because, you know, we've discussed, who will actually be using the sex robots of the future and how they should be marketed towards um, the elderly, because we assume that they don't, they're not interested in sex anymore. And that's a mistake judging by the sexually transmitted uh, 
<laughs> situations that happen <laughs> in old folks' homes, they still care. They are still yeah. getting it in. Well um, done. Or, um, you know, like uh, anyone who's not, I don't know. What's the correct term? I don't, are we saying disabled? I'm not sure. I think it's like if you identify as disabled. Okay. Right? All right, I guess so. But um, yeah, for, for them as well. So that's really who's going to be using and that we need to think outside of the box that we are only making these dolls for young straight men. Um, and that many people, uh, all kinds of people will, you know, if this is going to be our future, um, we'll be using these dolls. So someone requested, I guess, an older one. And the guy kind of looks like the guy. The doll kind of looks like um, uh, the late actor Harry Dean Stanton. <laughs> okay. Harry Dean Stanton. Deep cut. <laughs> Harry Dean Stanton. I mean, like, that's just his face. It's a, it's a very, I mean, it's gray hair. It's a lot of, it's a lot of gray hair. Um, you know, like, it's not balding at all, which I wonder if anyone will request like a balding sex doll um you know what i mean but it just looks like young young people shaggy hair but it's gray so you know it could be a 35 year old but the wrinkles on the face lets you know that it's definitely an older man no real lips but i guess that's a preference um or maybe those go away you got a fully lipped guy behind them on the shelf like true so maybe it's like a youthful thing yeah, I think yeah. it's like it's an option. I did appreciate this because it's like, like for dudes out there, you know, I don't know where your ego's at, but like, you you see this, someone's requesting this. That means they're like, yo, if you ain't moisturized, there's still hope for you. Somebody wants wrinkly people too. You know? Look, I mean, I don't know if um, men truly realize the amount of shrugging and like, yeah, you're fine. That goes along with accepting them. You're fine. You know what I mean? Like holding you up to these ridiculous standards are really, that's a man's game. So when men seem to be upset, when they get worried that we will hold them up to so far, we haven't look, we're getting old, old man sex dolls. Listen, so I I mean, you know, you had I a had six- a six pack when we would me and Gabby were dating. Uh-huh. I'm far from that now, you know. And Gabby still sees shit in me. I don't know why. The other day, you know how I know she loved me. She be complimenting me physically on shit that don't matter, just because <laughs> she cares. You know, she was like, "Yeah, so I love your calves, my calves." Oh God no, calves damn. are important. Yeah. Yes, brother. Calves are important. How? F- but I, I let's say they're important. I'll, I'll give you that. Okay. But like. How far down the totem pole are calves? They, that can't be top five. At, for some people, yes. I mean, yeah. if you like legs, yeah. I would say it probably is top five for me. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I like I like a nice pair of legs. I like soccer legs. Yeah. So she, that's going to mm. be nice calves. Yeah, because she says that like, because I, I never wear shorts out. I only wear like, but I walk around the house in boxes. Right. <laughs> so like, it's either or, you know what I mean? So she, <laughs> she the only one to see my calves. Right. You know, so I oh, think well, that's, that's part shame. of it. You should let the world see your calves. She's Unless- been pushing this agenda for oh, a minute. Okay. She says like, I should wear shorts because I got like really good uh, calves. Yeah. Like in general, I got like a well-shaped leg. But, see? Like, no that's one sees it. 
that's honestly that's very uh for me that is like top five absolutely wow i know yeah. that yeah because i mean i mean if you've got like a either a, just a bony leg i mean that's yeah. fine you know whatever but if i had my druthers i'd like would, to see a shapely would, a shapelier leg a shapely leg yeah <laughs> Cause she, yo, she was telling me, she's like, I, she like, and I, I was like, mind you, I ain't got no choice in the matter. She's like, you look like a baseball player. Like you got like, you, she's like, obviously you a bigger dude now, mm-hmm. but like you can see it's, it looks like a, like you're like muscular with a layer over it, but like okay. you still have a well, like defined leg shape. Oh, that so, means you got a donk. Yeah. You but no one donk. sees that. Cause, cause I, I wear, cause you're always wearing big, super baggy clothes. Like right, I, yeah. I'm, I'm still dressing like 95 out here, you know? So <laughs> <laughs> she's like, nobody know, you know? So she's like, you know, you wear your, your, you sag your pants a little bit still. And then the calves, she's like, I don't think anyone, but me and your mother seen your calves, <laughs> you know? <laughs> She like uh, she's like oh god she's like nobody know what they look like nobody know they exist <laughs> you know and it's true like yo you'll find pictures of me at the beach full on long pants and Timbs. yeah all day so i get it but yeah i thought she was just like bsing me to like make me feel good no i mean i i i it is it's a it's a a, a body part that's not really spoken about yeah i i don't know what guys think uh what straight guys are thinking that women are looking at, but I feel like sometimes it's not what they are thinking. <laughs> like, I mean, I, I mean, I abs are fine and I certainly can't speak for, uh, all, all straight women abs are, I mean, I guess abs are fine, but I don't have them. I've never had them. So I'm not going to ask for them in you. You know what I mean? It's fair. Um, but, uh, arms I think are important. Okay arms and probably shoulders like back yeah like shoulder blades i think that's probably important and uh and legs surprisingly see i yeah. think that's why like i didn't i wasn't sure because i, I the legs i always had but they were thinner but mm-hmm. i always assumed it was the other stuff because i had the other stuff and lost it like i had the abs don't got abs no more Right. You know, I had the shoulders and back. I was at UPS. I stormed boxes all day. Right. You know? And then I go to the, to the park and did the the whole, uh, you know, uh, bar star stuff. I was, I was doing it, you know. Wait, what? You're working out on the playground? Yeah, I was, that was me. Like, I'll be at the park with, like, the the OG bar star dudes before they did bar stars. Back then, it was just, yo, we chilling, you know. Okay. And they ended up becoming bar stars, like, at Checo and all them dudes. Wait, so like, wait, hold on. Bar stars? Yeah, they're like a, a real big like uh, pull up community in New York. <laughs> so like, they do all these park workouts, and the OG dudes that like really started it. They're called. They were one. They they started a group called Bar Stars. Another one was called the Highlanders because they in Highland Park. You know what I mean? Okay. So I would go after UPS. Um, I worked the uh, the early morning shift, so like mm-hmm. I had nothing to do at like nine in the morning. So I would show up to the park and we would, I would do pull-ups with them dudes. Okay. I, I, I I just want to call attention to the fact that you said the pull-up community, not that I doubt that there's a (laughs) pull-up community. I just have never, I've just never heard of it. Uh, Phrased that way, uh, yeah, and I so think they, they like prefer calisthenics, but that's just like uh, <laughs> calisthenics. 
that's just too much words right there. That that's part. a whole lot of word. You got to yeah. actually work out your mouth in order to say yeah. <laughs> calisthenics. But okay. All right. Hey, I lost that. So I assume that was the thing that like, you know, people were like observing was that part of it. You know? Oh, I mean? yeah. No, I, I, I completely understand uh, what you mean. But, you know, I'm uh, I'm a lot more forgiving because I never had those th- any of the things that you were supposed to have like to be considered uh like uh, attractive conventionally attractive I never had so I'm just like well if you don't have it that's fine we're still out here living you know what I mean <laughs> never had a, a, a flat stomach I don't think I've ever had breasts that were the same size together like <laughs> so yeah uh, any of that I don't I you know I don't really have I, I I say I don't have an ass to speak of there's an ass but it's very much like well I'm here I hold up her pants you know I'm here for protection but I don't I'm not really <laughs> there's nothing really decorative about me <laughs> So hey, you it's, know. it's good to know where you at. Like I, I got it uh, retroactively. Like I, I didn't have it. I didn't have those things early on. Mm-hmm. But like, um, there's a picture of my dad when he graduated high school at my aunt's house, and he got like a, he got big lips like I do. Mm-hmm. But like because of that, like there's like a like there's pic- when he takes pictures, he don't smile in pictures. He ice drills everything. Which I get. I want to do that too, you right. know. So like because of that, like he never learned like to like like he got like a crooked jaw. So like mm. his lip would be like too much to one side, and I realized I got that too. So I was like, okay. I I can't be out here bagging chicks with crooked jaw lines, you know. It ain't gonna work for me. So I gotta give him a six pack to show, hey, I'm not symmetric here, but I'm <laughs> symmetric down here. <laughs> You know, I, I thought that was my end. So okay, all right. You know, uh, yeah. So that's where we at. You know, so all I'm saying is, you know, I don't need to worry about that no more because people's requesting. Uh, yeah, old ass, um, old ass sex dolls. Right, exactly. I was overthinking this shot this whole time. Yeah, the whole time, that whole time. Also, <laughs> no one is going to get a sex doll like you, Gastor. And I don't mean that in a bad way. I just mean that would be. A sex doll that's how tall? Six what? I'm like six even, I would say. All right. Six. A six foot tall sex doll. Look, I know how much those real dolls, I know how they feel. Yeah. They feel like people and they weigh a lot like people. Okay. I'm not dragging no six foot sex doll around <laughs> in the house. I'm not cleaning it. I'm not. No. Mm-mm. Yeah, that'd be fire. Yo, yeah. real talk. Those I'm, limbs are heavy. <laughs> yo, on God, whoever is out there that wants to get a sex doll that looks like me, I will pay a quarter of the price of that sex doll. <laughs> Just to know that it's out there and someone's using it, I'd be very flattered. Yeah, you go you're going to have to, you're going to need to have, it's going to have to be like on a cart. Yo. Like, Definitely have a dedicated sex doll cart because that's just too much. You're moving a person around. Like, nah, I'm not. Whoever does it, send me the invoice after the delivery. I will reimburse you 25% on God. That shit is fire. Show me a picture, too. I don't want it looking like someone else. I, I you look <laughs> it like must me. look like Gastor. 
<laughs> In other news, uh, Shakiri Richardson left off the Olympic team after uh, marijuana tests. Uh, suspended uh, sprinter Shakiri Richardson has been uh, left off the U.S. Olympic team. Um, and uh, as uh, per released by the U.S. track and field team on Tuesday after she tested positive for marijuana, meaning she won't compete at the Tokyo Olympics. Um, this is both for the individual races as well as the uh, relays. Um, while USATF uh, fully agrees with that the merit of the World Anti-Doping Agency rules related to THC should be reevaluated, it would be detrimental to the integrity of the U.S. Olympic team trials for track and field if USATF amended its policies following competition only weeks before the Olympic Games. Uh, so, yeah, this is uh, highly disappointing. Um I don't, I, so like, there's been like a mixed response to this, right? Like, you mm -hmm. have, like, there's been a large part of the community that's been like, um, hey, this is ridiculous. Why is she being left off of the team for something that, uh, clearly is moving towards being more accepted and it's legal now? I think in like 19 states in some capacity. Right. Um, and then there's other people that have kind of been like, yeah, but you knew the rules type thing. Mm hmm. Um, I feel like, this is a, a gray area thing where you need like, like this is where like, if you're in charge of stuff, you show me, you know what you're doing. You know what I'm saying? Like, I feel like the whole point of having managers isn't to read the rule book. It's to handle the moments when there's minutia where like, I don't know where this lands. So I'm gonna follow the spirit of the, of the law, you know? And I feel like this is a moment for the USATF to like show Hey, yo, we get what you're saying. Um, Olympic committee, she def failed the test, but she was A, in a state where the where that that thing is legal. B, it's not performance enhancing. You know, like this was an opportunity for them to like read into the rules and saying, okay, I get it, but nah, let her rock. Well, I mean, I, I think the, the bigger issue is this isn't, if this was like a U.S. thing and not uh, for the Olympics, then that that conversation could be had. But I mean, this is the world. Yeah. And so the rest of the world isn't where the US is when it comes to marijuana. How 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 big is that gap? Like I always assumed we were behind on that. There's um, places that are still behind us with that too. Oh yeah, yeah. I I feel like Tokyo might be one of them. <laughs> like, or, like I feel like that's the case. Let me see. Uh, wait, how do you spell Tokyo? Okay, Tokyo. Weed. Like it just. Does, I don't. I don't know anyone that's like been like, yo. I just. I just smoked up and like I became so productive. Okay, uh, Can cannabis is illegal in Japan. The drug okay. was outlawed in 1948. Use and possession are punishable by up to five years imprisonment and a fine. Yeah, all right, so, so they don't vibe with it. Yeah, so it. yeah, absolutely. They don't, I mean, look, you can't even, they don't, you've got to take your trash with you in Tokyo. You know what I mean? Like there's no, <laughs> there are no like, like there are not a lot of trash cans around. So if you are eating on the street and you're done, you have to carry that until you get to your destination and there's a trash can. Wow. Because if you throw, because littering is going, that's going to be a case. That's like, they, they keep that place clean and tight. And the crime, you know what I mean? Like, you can't, you just can't rock the way that we're rocking. 
And right. that's where they're going about to have the games. Yeah. Um, okay. So, yeah. So there are other, you know, places. I mean, it's a worldwide competition. So you have to do what is what the world has agreed on. Right. That's kind of. And I mean, is it bullshit? I don't even like weed and I think it's bullshit. Right. I mean, like if that was old girl on weed, come on. Right. Yeah, like I thought she was making it fair for y'all, you know. <laughs> I mean, for sure. Um, and I I don't touch the stuff, I don't like the stuff, but uh yeah, I mean, really, I think the the two bigger questions are how do we um like this is something for the IOC, uh the international um, you know, Olympic committee. Yeah. Um that's something that they would have to take on and, and they already have their own fucked up views of a lot of things. Right. They're not, they're not great. A lot of people don't like them. Uh, they definitely are out of touch with whatever is happening in, in the rest of the world in general. Uh, so to be in charge of it is kind of wild, but that's been the case uh, for as long as I, I've been paying attention to what the IOC does, which would be, from when they picked Atlanta, you know? Right, um, right. So, and reading stories about dealing with them every day through the Olympics and a little bit beyond his, was wild. Um, but also, hey, what's the, what's this vaccination rate looking like in Tokyo? Like, how, how are their COVID numbers? I'm not entirely sure we should be doing it. Big facts. Because they don't have it under control and yeah. they're having people come from around the world? Yeah. Come on. That's going to be a problem. That yeah. Delta is going to be all over. She she um, may have dodged a bullet on this. <laughs> <laughs> she may have dodged a bullet. You're right. And, uh, and I saw that she tweeted, like, you know, I may not be your gold medalist this year, but I will be your world champion next year. Flex. Yeah. Talk that shit. I I'm like, like it. Oh, great. I'll take that. That's perfectly fine. You know what? Congratulations, Shakari Richardson. You dodged the <laughs> bullet. You got a year to rest. Yeah. You're you going to get that gold next year. Yeah, just do, do the world thing. And then, you know, when we see how everybody comes back from Tokyo coughing and shit, just <laughs> put your mask on and keep it moving. That's it. And no, and real talk, um, oh, you know, uh, sprinters are getting older now, too. Like uh, hmm. uh, my homie Justin Gatlin out there, like, uh, he qualified for the Olympic team, thirty nine years old. He out there sprinting with with all these young bucks. Oh wow, that shit was dope. Like he did, he did. There's a uh, the at the at the hundred meter dash. Um, it's definitely a young man's game in general. And like yes. that dude, like he came in second place at the in the final uh, qualifying race. But like, what was dope to me is that like, um. Um, there's no like hundred percent sure, which is proof that he executed it perfectly. But mm -hmm. he did like you know old man at the park shit, like he did like <laughs> a mental trick that was so dope. So like you know before the the race, right when they're about to start, they tell you ready, set, and then they shoot, right? Right. And you're allowed to lift your hand if like you're not ready. So like he waited till the last possible minute, lifted his hand, and like he claiming that like his uh. The what the steps weren't uh the right size, you know, like how like they like they have those two backstops at the yeah. end. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So like 
he lifted his hand saying his backstops wasn't right. And, like, that's possible if you're, like, in high school, uh-huh. maybe college. Right. But, like, Justin Gatlin been the same height for 25 years. Like, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, there's no way this is the time that, like, those weren't the right size. So, like, he had a fake adjust uh, the stand mm-hmm. to make it look like he moved it because it wasn't the right placement. But it messed with everybody else's head, I think. And he got, like, a real good start on the restart. Oh, wow. I was impressed. I was like, yo, that's OG shit right there. My man using his head, playing head games with these young bucks. Let the the moment get to them. That's something, all right. I thought uh, you were going to say that. he. um, My dad uh, used to run track when he was in high school. And he said that they would go to, um, you know, to race other high schools and (laughs) the way they would psych folks out is they would like be cleaning their nails with a (laughs) switchblade. You know, on some like 1950s shit, just cleaning their nails with a switchblade. I love it. (laughs) Over in McCarran park or some shit. I don't just, that's how you uh, do it. You know, me and my boys uh, from Brownsville, we used to like play poker a lot and we'd get invited to like these uh, random games all over New York. And mm-hmm. my boy Andrew from Brownsville, uh, we showed up at this one game. It was just like a whole bunch of like uh, relatively like uh, non-city Long Islanders, mm-hmm. and Brown and like he was like, "Oh, I'm gonna just be extra Brownsville here." So like he purposely just emptied out every weapon in his pocket while sitting at the table. He's like, "I, I gotta get comfortable," and he put out like seven blades. <laughs> 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 yeah, I, I miss that kid. Yeah, that dude is awesome. Uh, uh, yeah, he's cleaned up his life now. He's a suburban husband in New Hampshire. Uh, <laughs> you know, his life is different. The dude got a dog named Griffy. It's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> People change, you know? <laughs> wow. What a tale. Yeah. What a tale. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, ESPN removes Rachel Nichols from NBA Finals uh, sidelines coverage after uh, leaked comments. Uh, ESPN uh, bench reporter Rachel Nichols uh, from covering the NBA Finals from the sidelines after recording surfaced uh, of her making disparaging comments about her colleague Maria Taylor. In the leaked audio, Nichols, who is white, reportedly criticized ESPN last year for choosing Taylor, who is black, to report on the sidelines of the NBA Finals over her. Uh, to quote, if you need to give her more things to do because you're feeling pressure about your crappy longtime record on diversity, which, by the way, I myself know personally, like, go for it. Just find it somewhere else. The recording set. Mm-hmm. Nick was apologized on uh, Monday's edition of The Jump, a show she co-hosts on ESPN. I also don't want to let this moment pass without saying how deeply, deeply sorry I am for disappointing those I hurt particularly Maria Taylor. Uh, instead of Nichols, reporter um, Malika Andrews will give the sideline reports uh, during the NBA Finals. Okay. Well, yeah. there you have it, everybody. <laughs> 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 I, um, I, I saw this happening. I saw it, you know, on Twitter, people, when the story came out in the New York Times and people discussing it, and I... Um, was trying to follow i read the piece and i couldn't remember who did what and which one was white and which one was black and i had to like write their names 
on a piece of paper and then like take notes as to, okay, so Rachel Nichols was the white one and she said this and then the black woman she did okay and she has this position well like i really had to take notes to understand it i don't know what it was about my brain that was just like no we don't follow um but then yeah then i got it (laughs) then i'm like okay i get it i see um and what's funny is uh the way that you can be two things at the same time right Mm. which is this is the perfect example of so Rachel Nichols is talking about how ESPN is dropping the ball and basically because, you know, they got to fucking now all of this happened last year, by the way, was when this was recorded. Correct. Um, You know, when the when the country was on fire. And so uh, she's just like, yeah, ESPN, they've been fucking up when it comes to diversity. Uh, You know, so I guess they got to just try to find black faces where they can and just stick them wherever. And that's not that's not a great way to do that. Mm-hmm. That is correct. But then she goes on to say, but they can't do that shit to me. And that is where you're wrong. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so you can be both really right and really wrong at the yeah. same time. Basically. I, yeah, I, I, uh, so like in general, she has like a really good rep amongst like NBA players. They really rock with her. Oh um, yeah. They definitely had their capes on afterwards. Yeah. Like a lot of people co-signed their, um, the phone call that's taking place while it's, uh, that, that was recorded to said this while it was to, a a, a white man that, that guy is, uh, a person, uh, is a person that works for LeBron James. He's like one of his who, advisors who also, did you see what he said? What did he say? Ooh. So, um, you know, as they're discussing this, he's one of his uh, LeBron James advisors. And again, this was all last year when this was recorded. Mm-hmm. Um, they're talking and he's like, uh, you know, hey, man, I'm I'm exhausted between me, too, and Black Lives La- Matter. I'm yeah. just, I can't do it anymore. This is just too much. And I'm like, yo, bruh. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Yikes. Wow. I'm so I'm sorry. This has put you out, white man. Yeah, I'm sorry. I'm sorry that <laughs> that being called on the carpet is a little is just too much. And like, yo, real talk, shot. Like, I know that it's been a lot. Like, in terms of, oh sure. Like, I I fully get that. Like, uh, uh, you know, considering that it's happening to us, you know, yes. and we're in it, I get it. But like, mm-hmm. what really throws me off about that is that he said that shit in July. Right, My man got tired of the movement three months into the movement. Barely, yeah. <laughs> like, yo, that, that was barely man. into it. <laughs> like, if that would have came out today, I'd have been like, e- I get it. Like, we've kind of been in it. Um, it's the first time they're exposed to it. They've been dealing with it for a year and a half at home. I could, I could, I could somewhat like get to a place where I'm like, hey, I get that. If you've been a valid member and ally. And you've been out there. I could see how that could be mentally taxing. But yeah, you're because me three you've months been, into the movement, right? You've been fighting it for at least a year, and you're seeing the toll it can take on you. Yeah, and and even just be if you were just a year in, it'd be like yeah. Co- compare that to people who are who have the been fighting, life. yeah, their whole life. But, uh, a year, just a year in, I could see where you'd be like, oh my goodness, and it's like, yep, well fucking grab a Gatorade and let's keep it moving because we ain't done. But, yeah. um, but like July, <laughs> we still, that we just barely put the black boxes on up on Instagram yeah, in July. We, we didn't even on. have t-shirts made. Enough. We ain't planning out no marching routes. Yeah. You know, we were still coordinating and, and you was already tired. 
nah, B, that, that was terrible. <laughs> and, and what the, was he doing? Were you out in the streets? Is that yeah. what he sausage you? Were you fighting cops or what? Like real talk, this is he was sending emails for LeBron James. You had right. the easiest role in this whole situation. Right. You like all you had to do is say word. That's a good statement, sir. Um, to your boss. Like, I don't I don't even know what you could have gotten tired of. Um it wasn't even attending LeBron's normal stuff. He wasn't even playing ball at the time. Like you had, right. if any, you was on vacation that whole time, <laughs> you know. So he was free, <laughs> but yeah, like it, it, the the situation honestly like got me. Like, I, I I initially like wanted to like be like, yeah, I get it. Um, I I could see Rachel's point of view. Initially, like I wanted to feel that because I'm I'm a fan of her show, mm-hmm. and. I could see someone saying something like that in the moment when like it happens. Like I could see someone calling her friend and getting out of pocket. You know, I say stupid shit all the time. Mm-hmm. I get it. What ticked me off is the fact that like you pointed out is a year ago, you know? Right. So like there's been a whole year where she could have apologized and made this right. Like if you say something out of pocket once and you a good person, you acknowledge that you said something out of pocket when it's brought to your attention. Well, she didn't yeah. do that until it became public. Right. You know, I mean, so. It, yeah. I mean, like, so, yeah, because it was right. Because it definitely had circulated throughout ESPN for a while. Yeah. And so much so that, like, uh, the um, a, a lesser reported part of this is that the young lady that brought this to everyone's attention, um, who initially sent the copy of this, uh, to uh, Maria Taylor um, mm-hmm. works behind the scenes. She's also uh, a black employee at ESPN. She was the only person who was punished for it for the first six months. Right. She got two weeks suspension for leaking this video. Um, whereas I thought like, when, and there's no way that you can tell me that happens and Rachel doesn't find out about it. Like, well, I, I think- mean, by then the reason that she got in trouble is because she gave it, she gave it to, Maria Taylor, who is who she was talking about. So right. she let the person who everyone was talking shit about know that they were doing so. Right. And I feel like when I hear that, if you're a company that is aware that you're messing up during mm-hmm. Black Lives Matter movement, that should be a moment when you realize that she's doing that not to betray the company, but to protect a fellow peer. Right. Right. So you should acknowledge that, oh, shit, she's trying to do the right thing as a whole. But Mm -hmm. within this corporate system, I get that there's a rule against that. And if the company doesn't get it, I thought that was an opportunity for Rachel to say, hey, we can't punish her for doing the right thing. She noticed something that was out of pocket. You know, I said something wrong. It's not what I believe. She shouldn't be punished for that. I think if she if she if because if if that were the case and that news leaked out, I think we would have this would have been blown over. It's the fact that she didn't address it for a whole year, even within those circles. Like, right. like rumors are like, uh, she like she said, I reached out to Maria to apologize. Now she ain't right. reached out that whole year. Like you had her math, you got an email. I'm pretty sure it's Maria Taylor at ESPN. <laughs> you know, like you could have hit her up. She's been waiting, you know. But instead, you waited till all this happened. Um, mm-hmm. and it became a thing that shouldn't be, you know? So like, that's kind of what started ticking me off more when I thought about it, that like, there was a whole year where before it became public, you could have shown your character. I right. got no problem. Well, I mean, 
But I think she was showing her character. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> clearly uh, her issue is not that ESPN is bungling their attempt at diversity. It's that she may suffer because of ESPN's attempt at dealing with diversity. Yeah. Right. Um, and uh, that that's just not fair. So if everyone's going to continue to talk about it and they're going to do all of this, she still thinks it's not fair that she doesn't get to do whatever it is that she wanted to do. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, she wouldn't think to apologize until that became public because up until it became public, she didn't have a problem with people spreading that around. Mm hmm. So, yeah, that's why she didn't have a problem with that, with the young lady being, um, you know, like punished because, well, she shouldn't have told such and you know, like, yeah, I, I, the whole thing of, um, getting ready to say something extremely selfish, but prefacing it with like, look, I understand that things are bad. Yeah. But I want what I want. Like, <laughs> what? Look, Veruca Salt. That's not how shit happens here. <laughs> this is not Willy Wonka's Chocolate Factory. <laughs> Cut it out. So, yeah, like it's, you know, so I, I kind of am just like, uh, well, and after seeing just, you know, just uh, years and years of working with, uh, women who do that kind of thing. Yeah, I'm just like, yeah, I don't really feel for you, girl. Uh, you know, yeah. I'm not, I'm not going to cape for. It. I don't even know what happened, but after I, uh, you know, consulted the notes I had to take so I could keep the story straight. <laughs> you know, at the end, I was just like, yeah, I don't really feel for you. Yeah, you know, I'm not going to be hard on you, but I'm def- I definitely don't feel for you. Yeah, I, like you know, to be clear, like while I'm not thrilled with how she handled this and mm-hmm. she should have done better, uh, ESPN right. is still the one that fucked up the most here. Um, right, they should. You know, uh, it sucks that the only uh, role they can think of uh, is the other woman's role. <laughs> there's, right, I, there's you know, there's twenty, thirty men that work for ESPN. Six of them are probably going to be uh doing something related directly to the finals games plus the recaps and none of those are women so i get it i i I get her plight in that but uh Mm -hmm. yeah that that just wasn't the best way to handle that uh so a little disappointed in rachel because i like a sneaker game but okay i uh i fully uh am convinced now that Jalen rose picks those out for her um, <laughs> judging by all the uh, all the uh caping that men did yeah for her, yeah he definitely has somebody slide into her dms like you know you should wear these joints tonight mm-hmm. yeah because like <laughs> i've seen her wear like incredible kicks but like mm-hmm. i also know she doesn't know the name of those sneakers <laughs> you know <laughs> she'll just does like she start wear saying them, g- generic does shit. she wear them like correctly like do they look natural on her she yeah, I'll give her that. Like she definitely okay. wears sneakers, but like she'll have Jordans on, and I don't think she know the number, or she don't hmm. know like you know these are like you know the ones he wore. Like these are these are like the sick game joints, like you know the flu game kicks or right. You know, okay, like that. I just you don't you don't get a Jordans. sense that she okay she in the sneaker hat for real. You know. Okay, gotcha, gotcha. I love it. Perpetrating out there. Oh, all right. Well, that real that's the true crime. Yeah, you know, let's get that out there. <laughs> Uh, easily uh, my favorite news of the week. Juvenile transforms uh, 
back that thing up into a pro-vaccine anthem. Vax that thing up. That's right. Juvenile has reworked his 1999 classic, Back That Thing Up, as Vax that thing up as part of a new campaign by the dating app uh, Black to encourage people to get vaccinated against COVID-19. The pro-vaccine reboot finds Juvenile linking up with fellow cash money great Manny Fresh, who also appeared on the original track, as well as another New Orleans legend, No Limits, Mia X. The song marks the first time Cash Money and No Limit have officially collaborated on a project. That is wild. Yeah, I would have not thought that. Real talk. I was when I read that line, I was kind of like blown away that this is it took this. <laughs> it takes a pandemic. It <laughs> takes a pandemic to get cash money and no limit to work together. Cause I thought that was a natural fit. I'm surprised it took this long. I kind of forgot that she was. I just I think I just lumped it all under uh New Orleans. Yeah. So when she popped up, I was like, oh, yeah, cool. Mia X. I never thought like, wait a minute. She shouldn't be there or whatever. <laughs> but um, I mean, it's did you did you just get the news or did you see it show up on Twitter? I uh, got the news and then replayed the song an obscene amount of times in my house. Oh, wow. Yeah. Look, it's just if you are if. You haven't seen the little video. First off, they go exactly to the same place that they shot the original. <laughs> back that thing up. The same courts, the same parking, wherever it is. Real talk. Same street. Um, and they have women dressed similarly, mm-hmm. dancing. Um, and I mean, he really, they really did a good job with updating the lyrics. Yeah. Um, and it's, uh, uh, so here the, here's the chorus of it. And I'm sure you already know what back that thing up sounds like because you're a person in the world. And that song is, is ubiquitous they since 99, which yeah. is wild to me, but okay. Uh, so the chorus now for vax that thing up, girl, <laughs> you look good. Once, once you vax that thing up, there you go. You a handsome young brother once you vax that thing up. Dating in real life, you need to vax that thing up. Feeling freaky all night, you need to vax that thing up. There's one where he says, like, herd immunity if you vax that thing up. Like, come on. Bars. 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 Yes, that's where you will hear this in bars. Um, (laughs) It's... It's wild. I mean, I guess it's necessary in that we are talking about it. Um, I didn't realize that it was for a dating app called BLK Black. Um, uh, so, you know, now I guess I got to download that and see what that's about. But then again, I'm married. I'm downloading it out of support. Like I'm (laughs) co-signing this. Uh Uh-huh. Support. Okay. (laughs) You want to see pictures of me I do not want to go, you know, swiping through and find your name with a picture of calf muscles on it. Like Yo, I'm not doing that. But it's going. You're going to see Gabby's face next to the calf muscles, right? Like, saying pointing, like, "These like, are mine. These are mine right here." You know, what I mean, you could see them together at a group outing, right? But this this is just for support. That's it. Um, I, I'm here. I'm I'm here for the. Cause you, the thing is, I didn't do drugs growing up because the Ninja Turtles told me not to. Okay, mm-hmm. so I be, mm-hmm. I believe in these things. You know. So I think this could be effective. Juvenile is telling you to vax that thing up. He might not get to everybody, but if he could get 
to 10, 20, 30 people in New Orleans, you know, I think it's worth the the remix. If you get the more I, than that, it's great. But we got to yeah, I think I, I feel like it should get to more than 20 or 30 people. I feel like I, I think more people should definitely consider it, especially the tact that they took because it's a dating app. Now that makes sense because I was just like, well, I understand that this is about health, but this seems to be very heavy on just like uh, the opinion of if you're going to be out there fucking, you need to vax. And I'm uh, yeah. like, well, OK, that's that is also true. So I guess thank you for presenting it in that way. Real data. Um, but it also, look, what has been the best thing is uh, watching the reaction to something that you belo- that you loved as a young person mm-hmm. and see that thing become a commercial is a very, like, I don't think we fully understand the power of um, uh, nostalgia. Right. Right. Okay. So nostalgia happens faster and faster now because of the internet. There are people out here who are just like, oh my gosh, do you remember, uh, you know, like Doug, the cartoon Doug? And it's like, yeah. uh, Yeah. (laughs) Yes. But um, so people are reminiscing about stuff that happened like 15 years ago or whatever. Um, And, and that's cute. You know, you do that. You're just like, oh, my goodness. But it's when it's beyond like the 15, 20 year mark when you really like look back at something and you're like, holy crap. That was I I had a, a few stakes then. I have even more stakes now to my life in general. And I didn't even realize like remembering when you're a young person, remembering that you were a child, it's like that's the same as just remembering what you did the day before. Yeah. The stakes are similar, but when you are almost 50 and you are remembering something that was popular in your mid twenties and, um, you've been through a lot in those like (laughs) 22, 23 years. Um, it hits so different. So, you know, I just woke up and I saw it on Twitter and I was just like, Oh wow! All right. Well, I guess that's how old I am. <laughs> I am. I am back that ass up being used in a commercial years old. It happens. And I tweeted this out, but I'll say it now. Um, it reminded me of I had this conversation once with my dad, where we were talking. I was a I was a young kid. I was probably like thirteen, maybe thirteen, somewhere in there, and um. He uh, was talking about how he used to, when he was a kid, he used to practice dance moves like in the mirror to make sure he could do them right. And the song that he would do it to is a song Cool Jerk because there was a dance move that went with it, the jerk that went with Cool Jerk. So he would practice doing the jerk while in the mirror when he was like, I don't know, like 11 or 12 or something like that, right? And and so he... uh, (laughs) He's telling me about this, um, you know, like I used to practice and the song that I would do it to is a uh, cool jerk. And I was just like, you mean like the song that's in the cool whip commercials because they used <laughs> cool jerk as cool whip in the cool whip commercials. And I knew when the commercial came out that it was an old older song yeah. because I'd heard it around the house. But I imagine there are plenty of people who did not hear cool jerk around the house. And just thought, oh, this is a uh, jingle for Cool Whip. And that's the only way they know the song. 
until you come across it years later. And then you you say that, and I said it, and my dad was just like, yes, like the Cool Whip commercial. (laughs) (laughs) And so, you know, that's what I felt. Yeah. That's what I felt when I saw Vax that thing up. I was like, yeah, girl, who was you playing with? Vax that thing up, I guess. You know? Um, So there's that way, like two years ago, when Burger King put out uh, macaroni and cheese. Uh huh. Because they used uh, uh, Mark Morrison's Return of the Mac. Right. So I got that yes. same vibe because my daughter was singing Return of the Mac and Cheese. I was like, oh no! This is, oh no! <laughs> this is where we are. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's why, like, I recently listened to a couple of songs by the Smashing Pumpkins, and it was so nostalgic. Like, I was, I was immediately a nineteen-year-old girl again, yeah. listening to the Smashing Pumpkins, and that shit fucked with me for a couple of days because I was just like, "Yo, that nostalgia was much stronger than." When, you know, I was uh, like in my 20s and remembering like Charlie Brown cartoons. It's like, yeah, bitch, you still watching Charlie Brown cartoons. You you hadn't given it a chance to get old yet. You still watch them every year. Like live a little life and then talk to then watch a Charlie Brown cartoon and see if you don't just walk out of there crying. So, you know. It's like that kind of thing. So that's I it really I think it put me and a lot of people in a place of just like, oh, no, have you have you seen my childhood? You know, like, where did it go? That's what and we all kids are just like, what the hell is this? Oh, this is that song that you play at parties and you and all my aunts and uncles get crazy. And I'm just like, uh, old people twerking is the worst. <laughs> 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 oh, yeah i guess it is <laughs> yeah i mean i don't know that's what we do yeah i mean uh, y'all didn't invent it we did do it we just didn't have cameras on us at all times Listen, but i i tell my kids all the time whenever an inappropriate song comes on and they look at us funny and i remind them i'm like you are here because of these songs mm. okay you exist because of back that ass up yeah, oh the my classics as such Okay. Nobody wants to hear that. Nobody. That's terrifying to have your parents say to you, "Hey, if it wasn't for the same, <laughs> you know, slob on my knob, you wouldn't be here." Just <laughs> know your place. I. Right? This is my moment. Okay. Oh my god. I see twenty-two-year-old Gabby when these joints is jamming out. Okay. I right. See, I see your mom as the person I met. So you're gonna deal with it while I'm, you know, jamming out to these Jay Z records inappropriately. <laughs> okay. <laughs> But that's what I thought when I would see, you know, my parents when they were listening to whatever and they would start dancing yeah. together. And I was just like, oh, nobody <laughs> wants to see this. I do that. And then they the would, he, my dad would go to turn my mother and she turned the wrong way every time. And it wasn't that she turned the wrong way. It was just in the South, they turned the opposite way than they did in the North. And so my mother would turn the South way, but my dad was from the North. So like they would, twins? and then they would go. Why do you always turn the wrong way? <laughs> Is that like the toilet thing where like it flushes? The <laughs> no, other it's way? not. It's not exactly like <laughs> the hemispheres in Australia, but it's close. That's dope. <laughs> it's close. Apparently, apparently in Georgia, the way that the men turned to women was a different way than they did in Bed-Stuy in the 50s. <laughs> Completely different. So... <laughs> I love that. 
uh, in uh, in uh, billionaire news, hmm. Branson plans first space trip days before Bezos. That's right, Richard Branson plans to fly to space on July 11th, days before a similar journey by fellow billionaire Jeff Bezos. Uh, shares of Branson's Virginia Galactic holdings have surged uh, due to the news. The VSS Unity spacecraft will also carry three Virgin Galactic employees and two pilots from the launch site in New Mexico, according to a company statement on Thursday. Bezos is planning a trip to space July 20th from nearby West Texas abroad, a rocket made by Blue um, Origin, the Amazon.com founded space company. Branson's uh, suborbital flight would fulfill a lifelong goal for the UK billionaire and the Virgin Galactic, uh, which he founded in 2004. The company recently completed data analysis from its last test flight in May 22 uh, and concluded it was ready to evaluate the cabin experience. Uh, said the CEO, uh, Michael uh, Cole Glazier. Branson had his pick of which of two planned flights this summer he'd prefer to join. And like a gangster that he is, he said, yeah, I got to outdo Bezos. Now, I just saw something that said he's saying he's not trying to beat Bezos to space. We all know that's bullshit, right? Yeah, that's like, the only reason. he. I don't even think he wanted to go till like last week. No, 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 no. He has truly, actually, Bezos is the one that's late to this. Oh, he the new energy? Richard Branson has been trying to go to space for a very long time. (laughs) (laughs) But he also has been rich for longer than Bezos, I think, has been rich. So, But I, I think there's something about you get rich and you're just like, space. So Richard Branson has truly, like, since he's had, since they started doing those planes he's like one of these planes is going to get my ass up to space he's been trying to do this forever but um yeah so he kind of i that he's saying he's not trying to beat bezos is bullshit because he's been after it for a very long time and bezos this little whippersnapper is going to come in here with his brother and just try to beat me fuck that everybody knows branson equals space so I think that's kind of what's going on here. Uh, but I did want to take this moment to mention, since we've been keeping such a close eye, as listeners know, <laughs> we've been keeping such a close eye on this Bezos and his brother and a stranger going to space. Yeah. That the person, and we, I believe we reported that they picked someone to go with them, but we didn't have any information about them. But yeah, information yeah. has come out, and it is um, an 82-year-old pilot named Wally Funk. And she was denied astronaut wings decades ago because she was a woman. Oh, shit. So she's 82. Um, she's an early aerospace pioneer. Okay. And she wanted to go to space. And they were like, yeah, you know, we don't really, we don't really send women up there. Um, she was one of the... Uh, so-called Mercury 13 women who went through astronaut training in the 1960s but never made it to space or even NASA's um, astronaut corps because they were female. Back then, all of NASA's astronauts were military test pilots and male. So she's going to get to go to space on... um, uh, Well, actually, she paid, right? Yeah, I would imagine she's part of the people. Yeah, because it was like whoever paid the most got to go fuck so i'm i hope that like people 
like kicked in money. I hope there was a GoFundMe to get Wally <laughs> up to space or whatever. But I, um, I gotta say, man, it, it's kind of ticks me off because I was I was ruined against the flight until that. Like that's legitimately someone I want. Yeah, like, I want dream. I want her to get up there. Yeah, and then when those things like fall away, you know, when the rocket separates from the rest from the booster. Okay. I want Bezos and his brother in the booster. I want them to just <laughs> fall off, and then I want her to just keep going. Yeah, I was really like hoping like it was. I wanted it to be some like simple shit, like like yo the the, the rocket and take off because yo we missing the USB port and you know that Amazon delivery and get here. Like I want it to be like some ironic shit that it fit right. because of him. But I got I gotta say like that's a beautiful story. I'm ruined for her now. You yeah. Know, that's really freaking dope. Live your dreams. No ageism too. 80 something year old lady getting a shot. You know, I think that's all dope. Um, yeah, I think we gotta figure out how to get Jeff Bezos off that flight so <laughs> so she can live her dream, you know. <laughs> I know. Also, apparently she used to she taught how to taught like how to fly and all that kind of stuff. So she's probably gonna get on there and just be like, this whole thing is a mess. You know what I mean? Like, you, you got to put this button over there. All of these things here. That's where, I mean, here's where you're supposed to hang the plants. That's like, all kinds of stuff. Yeah, that's not where any of this goes. And Bezos ain't going to know. And his brother's not going to know because he don't, whatever. He's just there because Jeff wants to go. <laughs> oh, man. I hope, I hope she takes charge. Run, run that shit. Run you know? that shit, Wally. Run that shit. Team Wally all day. You know, yeah, let's get it. <laughs> but uh, you know, hell, I hope she beats uh Richard Branson up there. Yeah, like I say, like that that really changed my whole like you know who I was cheering for. I'm Team Wally now all day. Right, let's, right. I hope it happens for her. I hope she lives a dream. I hope she beats Branson up there. I hope she gets out of. The, I hope like she gets to technically like land first in some weird way. Like I, I hope right. like her seat is in the front of the rocket, so like she can be like <laughs> I got there first. You know. <laughs> That'd be ill. Like just put Jeff second in the in the in the cockpit and let 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 them realize that later. Yeah, that's, uh, that's what I want. Wally getting in there first. <laughs> Let's go, Team Wally all day, baby. <laughs> uh, finally, we got a. Uh, we had uh, this past weekend uh, on July first. Two legends, Bobby Brown, Keith Sweat, came together, took the stage on the latest verses. Did you get Did a chance you watch to watch it? I saw as always I see the replay. This I haven't was, I haven't even watched the replay yet. You haven't seen the replay? Oh, this was no, amazing. I, Cause like, oh. see, like the thing is, when I watched this one, right? So like for those of y'all that didn't get a chance to check this out last week, uh these are two OGs, R and B. And I I I feel like I hit puberty around like Keith Sweat's like prime. Mm. Or like maybe like like right maybe like towards like the end of his prompt. So like mm-hmm. I remember like crooning his songs when like I had nowhere near like the reason to be crooning these songs. I was like getting like first kisses and this dude is like singing nobody and shit, you know? Right. But like when I saw this verses, it was like the two like the two people that I might be when I'm older. You know what I'm saying? Like, I see Bobby Brown, and he dressed how I dress today, you know? So I could be that dude one day, you know? <laughs> when, like, that out, if y'all ain't see Bobby Brown outfit, it's fire. He got, like, a 
relatively baggy red leather jacket, matching kicks. He got the fitted on, T-shirt, <coughs> little chain. I won't be that dude when I'm 50, Sha. You I, that dude now. I mean, here's I'm the there. thing. But let's... He got uh, a little belly, you know? The the jacket, it's a red leather jacket. Like, don't, That's don't be I, that guy. But I want to stay in New York so I can do that. I can't wear that down south. It's too hot. You can't wear that at, only in New York. I mean, first off, leather jackets, like being considered for warmth is a lie. Some things are cold. I feel They're like cold. all they do is make you like whatever you don't want to be at the time. Like if right. you're hot, they make you hotter. If you're cold, <laughs> they make you colder. But they absolutely, look, they look dope to me. Um, admittedly, mines would have like a more like a camouflage pattern on it. <laughs> you know, <laughs> I might I might have like uh I might have sewn on the Dominican flag on there. Uh, you know, but I would def I, the whole outfit. I was with it by the same token. Keith Sweat looked like the most Dominican version of me ever. Like he had the, <laughs> he got the tight white slacks iron. You see the crease all the way. Yeah, that down. crease is strong. Yo, aggressive. <laughs> that crease is the truth. Keith Sweat, you 100% Keith Sweat has never been in better shape. Yeah, is his jacket is, is a light blue satin. Barely fits him. For the opposite reason. My <laughs> man is busting out. busting out the jacket with muscles. <laughs> Ready. And then on top of that, they still sing decently. Not as good as they prime admittedly. You know they don't keep up with that. Although I do think Keith tours. Keith gives me that energy. Like he's still out there. Oh, yeah. He's still out 50 there. 50 to 100 shows a year. Like he out there earning his money. You know, they, they, <laughs> this ain't the body of somebody that ain't doing cardio two hours a night on stage. This man... Is eight percent body fat singing classics, you know. Right. And on top of that, they had like this was I. I thought this was one of the closer uh, battles too. Like they they legit went hit for hit. Um, shout out to Keith too, who I thought did a good job of including songs that like he penned um, versus just stuff that he sang. Um, but yeah, I, I just I really enjoyed the energy of it. Again, um, this is like the new like the evolution of verses where it's not so much a battle as so much as like a showing love kind of thing. Um, right. They used to turn singing each other's songs. Um, Keith Sweat show again, you know, you see, you see Bobby, he looked like he's street, but Keith let you know he was street too. He threatened uh, the DJ. He let him know he was going to rob him if it was like <laughs> 95 because he had mad jewels on. <laughs> and it was just dope to see like, yo, I might be rocking all soap, but don't get it twisted. I, I'm still. A I feel like that's a lot of Keith's. What is just him having to say? Don't get it twisted. <laughs> don't get it twisted. I'm still from these streets. Don't get it twisted. I, I, I don't know. This was. This, I did not expect to enjoy this one as much as I did. Um, and this is partly why I had like really fresh memories of annoying my kids singing throwback songs because this was. Oh sure. This week. Uh, Singing Thug and Love, uh, Thug and Love, and, and, and <laughs> oh no, yeah, I just, I mean, honestly, look, Bobby Brown is fine. I didn't take to him the way a lot of people seem to have taken to him, but I also, I mean, I didn't take to a lot of, I mean, I like R&B from that time, yeah, because you know, I was a kid and it was around, um. But I don't think I, I took to it as strongly as others probably have taken to it. So I was just like, 
I missed this and I'm like, oh shit, but I got to go back and watch it. Um, but then I was like, yeah, you know, I mean, Bobby Brown is stuff that he can play. And yeah, I mean, I guess Keith Sweat is stuff that he can play. And yeah, I mean, I guess that'll be fine. But then I thought about when I was in high school and for a few years after I'd graduated high school, when Keith Sweat's Make It Last Forever was every black school's prom theme, <laughs> every and a few white school's prom theme. That's what's up. As rain. Like that no. song, Make It Last Forever, that song, like, it ruled all proms for <laughs> a, a strong seven years after it came out. Prom classics. Keep yes, sweating. like, yeah. Yeah. So I was like, well, I mean, honestly, I guess Keith could just play that song over and over, and I think we'd be good. That's it. That's all you got to do. We, uh, yeah. I know we had, uh, in, in junior high school, we had a real strong like probably the most heated discussion that took place during class hours was eighth grade a week before graduation. There was a strong pro versus contingency of R Kelly's. I believe I could fly. There was like, yo, this is a dope song. Um, This should be the song for graduation. And Mm -hmm. then there was a really forward thinking group of black women that said, no, we will not be a part of this song. (laughs) <laughs> because so many schools are singing this song and I don't oh. want to look back and say that our song was everybody's song. And I thought, yo, that's that's dope. You had that foresight at 13. Yeah, you know? that makes sense. That I, totally makes sense. Yo, let, real talk, whenever I see them, Marlene Beatles, Crystal Thompson, major props to y'all for having that vision. Because I didn't have it. I was team, I was team like I believe I could fly. I love the song. I had the Space Jam soundtrack, but I didn't have that foresight at 13. You know, they, yeah, they, they you gotta be, away. you gotta think ahead. Like everybody's doing it. It's very popular. Yeah. I, I can't imagine what it was like to go to, to see someone else's prom picture with make it last forever written on the bottom. And you're like, that's what's on my prom picture. Yeah. <laughs> you all were making it last forever. Everybody um, thought that just came with the prom books. Right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I guess this is just the make it last forever package or whatever. Um, that's funny. When I was in high school, our high school graduating song was Tomorrow by Quincy Jones with Tevin Campbell. Okay. Um, and I thought that was extremely forward thinking for a school that was in Stone Mountain, Georgia. Respect. <laughs> and respect. with mostly white kids, I was like, I guess maybe they – I have a feeling that maybe all of the white kids wrote in their own songs and it was so all over the place but the concentrated black and brown vote went to tomorrow. Yeah, I'm telling you. You know That's what I mean? rock the vote. Well, here's the thing. Like, they gave us a list and then, like, a place if you wanted to do your own suggestion. And all the other songs they gave us were just straight up, like, old white people songs. No offense to my old white people listening. I <laughs> I enjoy your music. But we're, is this the class of 1990 and we're trying to talk about the future and they want us using like you got a friend by james taylor like no nah. i'm not doing that that's that's james taylor heroin james taylor 70s no you got a friend <laughs> get me out of here some carly simon shit no i'm not doing it so you know i mean i'll be honest i wrote in a depeche mode song so okay. i really can't be trusted but <laughs> everyone else went with tomorrow <laughs> yeah I, I knew i a real talk i know i shouldn't have been in charge of that shit i wrote in nas is like uh, see so I, I know like a good song but yeah that should not be 
recited by 600 kids in Fresh Meadows, Queens. Right. Uh, yeah, I get it, you know. But uh, yeah. that would have been dope, you know. It would have been it would have been interesting. It would have been a moment. Yeah. I mean, who else would have been singing Depeche Mode songs at graduation, confusing <laughs> everyone? No other school would have been doing it. That's but, it. you know, I uh, too much of a visionary. We're too much of a visionary, I guess. Listen, if you would like to have the chance to sing Depeche Mode songs with us, all you got to do is subscribe <laughs> to the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> if you're an Apple listener, uh, please uh, rate the show. We really appreciate all your ratings. Four stars is pretty cool, but, you know, it is what it is. You would have picked I Believe I Could Fly. <laughs> Five stars means you got better taste. Maybe you got Return to the Mac is your song, you know, for graduation. I don't know if it's graduation appropriate, but it's a great song. We should hear it more often in general. Uh, if you have any articles uh, you'd like for us to uh, discuss on the show, please DM us directly on Instagram or Twitter at Silky Jumbo at Gastron Monte. With all that said, this has been an episode of The War Report. Catch y'all next time. Always with the homie Chalet with Sharp. My name's Gastron Monte. I think I jumbled that up, but it's bound to happen sometimes. <laughs> we'll talk again soon. Peace. <laughs>